DJ World Premier. This is DJ World Premier, the boy Wonder. Peace, Joe. Peace, DJ. What's good? Man, oh man. Man, it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. Yes. Action packed. I really feel like as soon as we cut the mic off, the world say, you know what? We got some more shit for y'all to talk about. Like, shit was so wild after the last pod. We almost came back, like, the day after we uploaded this. Song. Like, Thursday, I'm looking like, yo, fam, we can get another episode in. I know we just went two. <laughs> I, got, I got mad words left. Damn right. <laughs> so, <laughs> we talk about putting in more work. <laughs> but I want to talk about not coming to work. What's the craziest what's the craziest thing you did to avoid going to work? The craziest thing I've ever done to avoid <laughs> uh I pretended I shit on myself. Okay. That <laughs> like, takes, okay, that takes time. Yes, I pretended I shit it on myself and I I left out. I basically had bad gas. I kept farting, kept farting, and was just like, "Yo, I got it. I think, I think I did. I got to go home and change." And when I got home, I just said I wasn't feeling good, and I ain't come back. Damn, dog! That's how you was giving it up. Yeah, I farted, <laughs> farted a whole lot, kept farting, and then my boss was like, "Yeah, you better go home if you're not feeling right and clean yourself up." If you did, I was just like, "I don't know." So she let me go home. I ain't stay too far from the job. But then I called her called her when I got to the crib and was just like, yeah, I'm not feeling good. I think I'm sick. And she just, she was like, yeah, I could finish the day. That's good. Like, I I think that takes some level of acting, right? That takes a, a, a decently high level of acting skill to fake, fake the shit. Uh, <laughs> You can't fake the gas, though. You've always been a gassy nigga. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I fought. I fought. <laughs> I ain't got no problem fighting. As long as I know you, you've been a gassy nigga, so I yeah, get it. I ain't got no problem fighting, letting that shit go. So my shit, man, so I worked at Pizza Hut in high school, and I was the type of nigga, you know, I never missed work. I always went to work. I'm talking, this is... This is the five dollar and fifteen cent minimum wage days. You hear me? So y'all know if you live in Chesapeake, you know uh, where Kingsbridge is. I, I walked from Kingsbridge all the way down Battlefield to where the Pizza Hut was by Burger King, close to the damn BP that you used to go to to get your roll ups. I walked all the way down there every day to go to work, and I was good at this fucking job, bro. I'm talking about it. it was three cooks in there and the two white boys wanted a raise and they let the white boys go. So it was just one cook. And that one cook was me. Me being a nigga, I get my man a job. I got my man a job up in that bitch. I ain't have to walk to work no more. We just rode in the cutlass. And one Friday, you know, the plan was to go do some do some young people things. Hey. 
go have some young people fun. No problem. But yeah, we we can do that after work. We at work five to eleven. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we can't let we can't let Miss Miss Deb down. We can't let Miss Deb down. This nigga like yo, man, fuck Miss Deb. She ain't my mama. Got a jail. <laughs> you gonna stop slaving for these white people, man? And he got in my head, and I was just like, "Lie, look like we ain't going to work." So I hit the nigga. It was like, "Hey, yo, hit the job. Tell him we had we got into a big brawl at school, and niggas got locked up." Oh, so nigga called and told him that the next. I went back to work Monday. I just took the whole weekend off because fuck it, I'm in jail, right? Jail. You get locked up on Friday. You you're not getting out till Monday. Maybe even Tuesday. So I go up in that bitch Monday, like, yo, I'm here. And they say, Yo, Miss Deb said, unless you bring a note that you you can't come back to work until you bring a note. My man was just like, yo, fuck this job. He turns in the apron. He turns in the, the, the visor. He turns that shit in. Like, <laughs> I, I ain't got to bring you no paperwork, man. I was in jail. And I'm my dumb ass is just like, I'm going to call you bluff, baby, because you don't get no doctor's note when you're in jail. Like, you want to see some release forms? Like, what you want to see? So I, I waited till she came in the next morning. And I just started asking her questions. Hey, what kind of paperwork you want to see? You want to see my discharge paper? You want to see my release paper? You want to see my court date? Like, what you want to see? And she was just like, yo, I just wanted to see if we was going to be able to have words about it. You wasn't in jail, but I just wanted to see if we was going to be able to have words about it. You you sound like you pretty prepared. I was like, you want to see the bond receipt? Like, they charged me this much percent on the bond. They Why, did yeah. this, they did this. And she was just like, clearly, you even you even went to jail on Friday, or you've been to jail before. <laughs> <laughs> You're too young to have been to jail before. <laughs> she looking at me like, yo, fam. Either way, don't ever do that shit again. You gotta understand, you are only cook. If you need a Friday off, schedule the Friday off. I came up in here trying to give you a raise. I was gonna put you at six fifteen. And you calling out on a Friday knowing you my only cook. And I know your little idiot friend made you do it because I never even heard you talk until you got the friend hired. You didn't even talk to us for eight months. You worked in here and didn't even talk to us every day. They thought he was a mute. I never heard you say nothing more than, I need more pepperoni. He communicates with his hands. Need some cheese over here. <laughs> I got a pepperoni lovers coming out. It needs it needs to be cooked extra. Like that niggas only heard me bark instructions for eight months. Like I said, goddamn DJ for real. I got my man hired in that bitch. I was in there. I start making all kinds of demands. Hey yo, can we put it on another radio station? <laughs> Yo, we want to listen to 103 Jams on Friday when we work in the kitchen. They was like, yo, this nigga talk? I, thought, I was about to hit this nigga with sign language. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's my worst my worst way of trying to get off of work or trying that's to get crazy. out of going to work. It kind of backfired. It kind of didn't. I mean, 
here's my thing. You're going to burn a bridge if you trying to avoid going to work. If it's some natural shit, family emergencies happen. Your yeah. kid's sick, your spouse sick. Fuck it, my nigga, you sick. Hey, if that shit happened and a nigga look at you differently, that's that's on that's on the most high, right? Yeah. But it's that shit. It's when it's when emergencies happen to you a little bit too often. It's when personal tragedies happen to you a little bit too often where you start looking at another motherfucker like, hey man, people always dying around you. I don't know if I want you to work with me. If if five niggas and dad around you in two months, something wrong with you. Hey, yeah, something. What's up with your family history, dog? So that nigga's nigga a, a, a Jesse Smoulier. You gotta watch out for him. Mm. You definitely gotta watch out for Juicy. You gotta watch out for Juicy. So I say all that to say this: Ben Simmons. Benjamin Antoine Simmons. Come on, Dan. He is taking the record of the worst thing you've done to get off of work. 100%. Because here's here's the issue. My nigga found a fucking loophole in the system. And I love it because I always support the creators. I always support the athletes. But you got to understand, to some extent, you just got to shut the fuck up and do your job. Not not no shut up and dribble shit like LeBron. Like, they be talking to LeBron and KD. But just go do your job. If you do your job, if you, if you hate being in Philly, and you go out there and ball the fuck out, yeah. 30 points every night, 10 rebounds, 10 assists every night. Come February, a nigga don't give a fuck if you got a jump shot or not. Here, Philly, take everything we have for Ben Simmons. Yes. But if you pout up like a bitch, I'm not playing. I'm, I refuse to play for you guys. And, and then you show up at practice like we talked about last week and you hoe it up. Now your value go down. Because what's going to happen if I bring you over here and you ain't happy? Is this what's going to happen? You're not just going to put your head down and, 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 and go with it for 30 mil a year? Be a team player, try and help the team win? It's about me instead of the team? So this nigga comes into work after being suspended, after playing terribly. This nigga comes to work with a doctor's note. Talking about, talking about, I'm not mentally prepared to meet the requirements of my job. This guy, grown man, professional basketball player. You signed a contract. I get it. You're not mentally prepared. Let me get that 30 back, dog. Every let, me, let, me, let me get that 30 back. Let me get that $30 million back until you're mentally prepared. Hey, you want a spiritual journey, my nigga? You need to, you need to fucking walk in the Mojave Desert with no shoes on, my nigga? 
I want to some peyote. Yeah, you want to take some peyote and, and, and go to, uh, what's that, Joshua Tree? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to support you through that endeavor. Not financially. You need a shrink? Hey, I'm going to get you the best fucking shrink. This is the shit, bro. Don't fucking play with mental health. Yeah, man. Don't play with mental health because he pulled this card. Now, Philly in a bad spot. If they don't let the nigga go out here and get his head right, now Philly looks crazy. You don't yeah. respect you don't respect people with mental health issues. He pulling that card. He pulling the victim card for real, for real. In this day and age, that's a that's a straight victim card. It's crazy, and and it's it's two sides of this coin, right? So yes. it's the one guy. He played college ball. I believe he played for Iowa State or Iowa. Royce White. He was a power forward. He was 6'7", 6'8". He was dead nice. Beast on the rebounds. Great jump shot. Had a lot of bounce. Not that Blake Griffin bounce, but he could get up there with you. Excellent defense. Royce White was a monster. Very high-rated prospect until... Niggas found out that he had a fear of heights. What? He had. He fly on planes? He couldn't fly on planes with the team. Now, for these guys, it wasn't that bad because, hey, we got a bus for you. You get on the bus. John Madden had a fear of flying. He rode on that fucking bus for decades. A lot of people have a fear of flying and they ride tour buses. In college, I don't think they had the budget to fly everywhere, so they was on buses anyway. But in the pros, that was the biggest shit. What's yeah, he going to do it. if he goes pro? How is he going to travel? He's he's not going to be a team player because he's not traveling with the rest of the team. And he's telling niggas like, yo, I have this crippling fear. I'm working with somebody about this. I've been working with people through this. This fear gives me anxiety, yada, yada, yada. He gets drafted, I believe, to the Houston Rockets. And he asked them niggas for, like, two things. He asked them niggas for two things. He was just like, yo, fam, while I'm working through this, I'm going to ride with the bus. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. Hey, while I'm working through this, I'm going to have anxiety sometimes. And this is how it's going to impact me. And this is how I need you guys to respond or support me. Yeah, we're going to do that. A week later, hey, my nigga, I don't know why you think you're getting special treatment. Nah, we're not doing this. We not. They reneged on everything. Damn. So now his trust with them is gone. I, I believe he either sat out intentionally or he fucking made enough noise to where they let his ass go, sent him down to the D League, and then they sent him somewhere else later. But he no longer plays professional basketball. Like, his shit lasted like a year or two. Lottery pick nigga. Lottery pick nigga. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, people like that deserve a chance, you know. And it, like you said, he great prospect. And then he tells you from the beginning that I have an issue. You know what I'm saying? He didn't just come out of the blue and say, you know, oh, this, is gonna, this has been going on my entire life. I have this, like you said, crippling anxiety, and it 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 takes me. I can't control it yet. 
you can see people that have terrible anxiety on things and it's yeah yeah and we were a lot dumber about mental health back then than we right. are today we were a lot less tolerable <laughs> we were a lot less prepared to deal with it i think i think even i might have referred to anxiety as spells <laughs> Uh, but then, on the other hand, the other side of this coin, where you can clearly see that sports in general don't always support mental health the best way possible. Uh, on the other, on the other side of the spectrum, specifically for the Seventy Sixers, look at Markel Fultz. They fucked up my man jump shot, so then he went out there and never shot. And then he sat on the bench. He didn't play. He sat down until they sent him out to Orlando. Now the nigga flourishing. He got some way he, he wanted to be. I mean, he ain't no all-star nigga, but I mean, look, the nigga playing basketball, he playing way more basketball in Orlando than what he played in Philly. And he was the number one pick. Damn. Is what it a- Philly? <laughs> now it's yeah. like, is it Philly? <laughs> it's... You know, didn't Doc Rivers leave Philly? Nah, he didn't now. He's he didn't now. now. Okay, okay, yeah. He's a coach now. But that's is that's just the weird shit. It's like I want to be mad at this nigga Ben Simmons because I think he's faking it. But if he's not faking it, do we need to look at Philly and what the fuck they doing to niggas? Even though Embiid looks great, he looks mentally, he looks excellent. Everybody else seemed to be playing ball. Yeah, everybody that want to play ball, playing ball. But that it just seemed like everybody that don't want to play ball for the teams that they don't want to play ball for is just not playing ball for the teams. I mean, when Blake I mean, was in Detroit, I didn't see him dunk the ball uh, for once. a long time. Not once. And <laughs> when I saw him with the Nets, I, I realized he could still jump out in the gym. I was like, "Oh, Blake Griffin is alive." Like Blake Griffin went to Detroit to start working on his fucking three game. That nigga shot so many threes in Detroit, I was confused. I'm like, oh shit, he be playing a small forward? Do this nigga knees ain't got no spring no more? Like, what's up with this nigga? Now he just didn't want to. He was saving himself. He was trying to rebrand. Yeah. But I know he didn't lose those. You know you don't lose those bunnies overnight, brother. What you... Nah. Nah, nah, you can. Seriously. I mean, if somebody break your legs... He got a heel, right? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know his injury report or anything like that. But Blake Griffin was a—he jump out the gym, he looking in the basket with it. And you telling me for like two or three years you're not dunking, you're not exploding to the basket like you would because of the team you playing for, not for love of the game. That's it. It's not about the game. Niggas getting a destination they don't like to be in, and. But you've already made so much money. Like, you can invest and then buy homes in places where you want to be and go live there. See, the money is a part of the problem. Because (laughs) NFL coaches get paid one mil, two mil, six mil a year. The fucking running back, 20. Bang. So if I go make some noise... What's worth more to you? This $20 million first round pick or a $6 million coach? That nigga ain't hitting the hole. 
That nigga can't fucking <laughs> can't juke nobody out their shoes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Same shit going basketball. Like the money gave the players a certain level of power, assumed power. And like I said, I never, I, I'm rarely going to tell an athlete to take a pay cut. I am going to tell a couple of you athletes to take some pay cuts, pay cuts but it's definitely it's because you're not that nice. It's because you're not that nice. Like you got to sure. take the pay cut because you're not that nice, and you need help. I.e., Patrick Mahomes, mm. half a Billy Goat. The defense is going to be trash for the next 10 years because niggas is paying you. You're going to have to do more with less because I got less money to pay your supporting cast. Right. He's going to have to be more of a phenomenal quarterback. He's going to have to be over the top. But I think he's been figured... He's going to have to revamp his game. You goddamn right he's going to have to revamp his game. Let me tell you something. This shit was supposed to be for later, but we can go now. (laughs) I love it. Patrick Mahomes has not been exposed. Patrick Mahomes, they, they put the biggest cape for Patty in the media because they built his ass up too quick. Before he was really battle-tested, they built his ass up. They had his weird ass in a commercial putting ketchup on his eggs. This is how I eat my eggs. Sounding like Kermit the Frog and shit. They fucking State Farm commercials out the ass. Yeah. Fucking everybody's getting the hair cut, wearing bandanas like Patty Mahomes. He won the Super Bowl. And then he made it to the next one. They built him up too fast, and he hadn't been battle-tested. Let me tell you something. That shit that he do, that he's good at, any pro team can adjust to it. Like, they adjust to everything else. When Miami pulled out the Wildcat, them niggas was unstoppable for the rest of that season. The next year, everybody was doing the Wildcat, and that shit was some shit you throw out the window. Yeah. You have to do that shit. Surprise. <laughs> the, the, the fucking, what is it? The pistol offense with, with RG3. Uh-huh. They was running them old school college option plays. And niggas was like, oh, man, I don't know if I should go hit RG3 or go hit Alfred Morris, the running back. Uh-huh. And no matter, no matter what you thought you were supposed to do, it was a wrong answer. Because if you go hit Alfred Morris and he ain't got the ball, RG3 run right past your ass. If you 30 yards, RG3, 40 yards. You hit RG3, before he hits the ground, he lobs that bitch up underhand to Alfred Morris, and now he going for 30 yards. Every answer is the wrong answer. Next year, none of that shit was popping. <laughs> it took an extra year to adjust to Patrick Mahomes because he got a great coaching staff over there. And because his defense was a lot better over there. Mm-hmm. But the defense can't save him. The the no-look passes. I ain't seen a no-look pass all season from Patty. Nigga, Ryan Tannehill was out here doing no-look passes. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. I want my quarterback to look when they throw that motherfucking ball. See it through. Uh-uh. 
Hold on a second. <laughs> Do not talk about our quarterback looking and throwing. No quarterback. <laughs> not the way our quarterback throws right now. Why not? What's wrong with our quarterback? You know how our quarterback throws. He throws falling. He throws not looking. He throws being spun in a circle. I mean, Patty Mahomes is his is mastered the left hand, right hand throwing. But yeah, you're right. He does need to pay attention to where he's throwing. You 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 do you need to show some more poise, like uh Kyler Murray, and and fucking uh, Tannehill, and what's the boy name from Buffalo, Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah. You named all these excellent, prolific white quarterbacks. <laughs> Stop. I couldn't say Tom Brady. You named all but these he's players. accurate as fuck as well. You named all these great white quarterbacks. Chill. I, I said Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's a white quarterback. Kyler Murray, chill. All right. All right. Why are you what? Chill, I, I, chill. I, I, Kyler Murray is not a white quarterback. Don't listen to him. The world is ours. <laughs> I hate, I hate you, black quarterbacks, bro. I hate all you black quarterbacks. I hate you to death, Jameis Winston. Shout I out fucking, to Michael Vick. I fucking hate. <laughs> dogs hate Michael Vick. I fucking, <laughs> I fucking hate Jameis, bro. I fucking hate Jameis. Oh my god! I fucking hate Jameis. That is our quarterback. Listen, I only need you to be good at one thing when you are quarterback, and that's adjusting at the line of scrimmage. Jameis don't do that. Mm. I don't know if he knows how to read defenses. Jameis comes out the huddle like, "Yo, Traquan Smith, you getting the ball on this play? <laughs> Run this route." And he don't look at nobody else. He fake look. He fake look because he got the little quarterback move down. He get in the hole and his feet is his feet is is jiggling a little bit. And he mass pretender. <laughs> <laughs> He's a mass pretender. <laughs> he look left, but next thing you know, you throwing right, and it's like, hey, my nigga, we know that you're not really looking. This isn't a check down. <laughs> he faking out. He faking you. At the line of scrimmage, he said, 21! 21! It's not a nigga on the defense wearing 21. Guess who wears 21? His favorite fucking wide receiver, bro. Drake Wild, welcome back. <laughs> Next week is going to be 13! 13! <laughs> I can't wait to the boy, big hands. He achieved Wiggum. <laughs> Mike on the fly route. Mike on the fly route. We need him. We Man. need him. I hate my quarterback, bro. Definitely. I hate my coach. I hate that my coach likes to get cute in important situations. I like when your coach can can grab his nuts in front of the other team and say, I'm going for it on fourth and three, bitch. I love right. it. Yeah, yeah. Do that shit. Don't do that shit and make the fucking linebacker the quarterback on this play. That's not, <laughs> that's not the play for that. I don't want to see fucking Troutman, the tight end, the 6'5", 240-pound white man that's very unathletic. I don't want to see him line up at the quarterback spot 
with Jameis blocking for him while they fucking try and run the 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 Philly Express play that won the Super Bowl. I don't want to see that shit on fourth and third, bro. I don't want to see that. Like you, you can grab your nuts. You, Mike Vrabel, be Mike Vrabel. He take risk. He be out here, fam. We going for it. Fourth and two. Hey, pack that shit up. It's a new NFL. And back in the day, you wouldn't go for it on fourth and two. Barely even they they doing. You seeing more trick plays as well this season, as far as what I'm seeing. Because niggas is bored. Niggas is desperate. Niggas, niggas that's doing trick plays. The Lions. The niggas that's doing trick plays got job security. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They know they're coming back next year. Yeah. You're you're good guys. If you you think the Jets coaches out here are doing trick plays, you got another thing coming. The Jets coach ain't doing trick plays. That nigga's like, yo, we are studying the regular-ass playbook. Power. Power eye. Power eye. <laughs> Who spikes lead blocker? <laughs> Bubble screen, my nigga. Bubble screen. <laughs> they run into power eye formation. Power no. eye. But I hate Jameis. I hate the Saints, bro. I hate the Saints as a whole. It, I love them this much. It's team. a cringy game. It's cringy team to watch for me. Uh, it's my, you know, I always had that that feeling in my back when I watched the Saints. It's like, ah, like they gonna do something. They gonna cheat them, or they gonna, you know what I'm saying? Or they gonna? Our secondary has always been suspect. We've always had two, two great, you know what I'm saying? Corners on the team, but the rest of the guys back there, they scared to hit, and they don't. Catch interceptions. <laughs> we keep a good linebacker. We keep yeah. a good edge rusher. Yeah. Uh, the secondary is always in a weird place. But I never felt that crazy bad feeling because I knew I could rely on Drew. He was consistent. Even in his slide, even when he started depreciating in value, Yeah. the shit that he stopped being good at, he was consistently not good at it. So he didn't do it that much. <laughs> Drew Brees rarely aired that bitch out in his last two seasons. He barely aired that bitch out. He went real safe. He went boom. Check down, check down, tight end. Michael Thomas, if you open, you get it. If you not, Kamara, wow, dump Done. it off. Hey, and Kamara get the ball. What he going to do? He catch the ball at the line of scrimmage. He run 46 yards, broke 18 tackles. Yeah. And, and and got a and got a touchdown. So, but I could rely on Drew Brees to to make. I'm not gonna say smart plays because I think that's too easy. I could rely on Drew Brees not to go off script. Jameis, right. he never received the script. It was delivered to his home. Is probably sitting on the coffee table right now. He's just out here with Lasix and ten pounds lighter than what he was in, in Tampa. And I'm just glad he's not eating W's no more. You like, that's the it, only thing I'm proud of. You know what his number should be? His number should be 13. Because he looked like Willie Beeman. He's changing the plays in the huddle that you designed that I love. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, look, that last game when he took off running, he looked like he was 
scared, like kind of scooted at first, and then he finally breaks out running. It's just like, yo, what is? Don't scoot, don't scoot the duck. <laughs> you got to take off running if you're gonna take off running. These big mugs is gonna knock you down. He you couldn't know? commit to it. He couldn't commit to running. He was like running, like, hey, I'm, I'm I might run, I might run. Yeah. And then he realized, like, well, I'm too far to throw it now. I, I gotta pick up some speed, my nigga. These niggas is running fast. <laughs> At me, they're running fast <laughs> at me. Cause you're oh, running now. You're not a quarterback no more. These niggas is running fast at me. If I get hurt, Taysom, oh shit, Taysom got concussion. 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 Oh shit, so I can't even get hurt. Let me get my ass out of bounds real quick, man. Stop playing around. But the coach put the fucking tight end in that quarterback. Man, he is scrambling. Like, don't. I, st- I cringe every time I watch a game, and I'm like, because I want him to win. I definitely want him to win. I want that feeling of the Super Bowl again. But it's like, man, Jameis, we need a better quarterback. We need a quarterback that's, that can Peyton Manning and Drew Brees that shit. We don't we need, need a, running We around. need a white quarterback. <laughs> we need a white. We need a white quarterback that's accurate, that can read defense, yeah, and, and that got an arm. I don't need Alex Smith. No, I don't need a game manager. I need a quarterback that can let that bitch rip if he got her. Yeah, but I need him to be smart because guess what? There's another quarterback in our division that can let it rip. His name is Sam Darnold, and the Panthers is looking like yo fam. What the fuck was we thinking? Okay. Mm. Sam Darnold is terrible, bro. Yeah, man. He's a terrible fucking quarterback. I don't even know who's the who's the other quarterback in his draft class. It's not the cat from the Chiefs, is it? Yeah. No. No. F- fucking Herbert. <laughs> yeah, that's Herbert. from the Chiefs. Chargers. Chargers, that's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. Herbert. Like you could have had him, but you chose Sam. Sam, yeah, Sam, bro, like fucked up, fucked up in the game. Herbert's not doing too bad for the Chargers. I think he's a nice fit. He's better than Rivers was. Uh, I like his intensity. You know what I'm saying? He and he he throw he throws good balls. So he he's got he's got his receivers. I think they link up. They uh they definitely mesh well. Rivers was never challenged. What? Hold on a second. Right. Philip Rivers was never challenged to be good at everything as a quarterback. He was never challenged to be good at everything as a quarterback because he'd step to the line. He'd make a couple adjustments. Worst case scenario, I got LaDainian Tomlinson. Later, <laughs> later in his career. Like, if, look at all the wide receivers that Phillip Rivers had. He has some great wide receivers. And Antonio then, Gates. And he had Antonio fucking Gates. Mr. Steroids. <laughs> I swear to God, the young bull been suspended at least five times for steroids. Or, or performance-enhancing drugs. Like, that's fucking crazy to me. Like, bro, just stop. Just go to the gym. I know that. Through. Yeah, he gets suspended all the time, man. Always had a great defense. They always had a good defense. Yeah. Decent defense. 
Uh, and he always had some receivers. And he always had a running back. He had fucking Sproles for a little while. Yeah. He had Tomlinson. Now he got fucking Eckler. Like, I mean, he had some top-tier running backs. He just fucking... He couldn't... He couldn't take the pressure of losing. And that made him make a lot of bad decisions. That's why he threw so many interceptions. Yeah. Because the pressure of losing... It was all on his shoulders. He didn't have the quarterbackiness. But look required. who he was going against, though. The quarterbacks in his class was Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, fucking Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, these are people that that you are that you have to that you're going against on a regular basis that you're not matching up against. Like on one of our joint, where we talked about the spirit of competition. You can't. You're not about to go out there and. And play that against Tom Brady, you Philip Rivers. <laughs> That's how they say his name too. You Philip Rivers. But see to see the other niggas in his same draft class: Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning. To see Eli. them win. To see them win the chip. Look. <laughs> and he was sitting at the crib chilling. Goofy and look, guys, he was swapped for Eli, wasn't he? Uh huh. Because Eli Eli refused to go there. Refused to go to the Chargers because Eli Daddy knew. Because Eli Daddy was stuck with the Saints all them years, so Eli Daddy knew. Fuck that! I make my phone call. You send my son to New York where we can get through this division. Now he just said Eli has no intention on playing in San Diego. I hope that helps them make the best decision in the draft. And it's like, yo, fam, hold on. You. Hey, this goes back to Ben Simmons, my nigga. <laughs> I don't care if you have the intentions of player here. We're going to draft you. <laughs> they did, though. But they made that trade. Yeah, they made the trade. I'm, I'm going to call your bluff. As, a, <laughs> as the sports executive from my couch. I'm going to call your bluff. Oh, you're not going to play if I draft you? Bet money you lose your mind. Bet money you lose your mind when I draft you. That, that family has too much power for that to happen. and You know that. Hey, hey. My nigga, you're not finna make it look like you run shit. You don't run shit here. I you run live shit. here. I run this shit. You know that family. You know the name. You say the name. They made Shoot sure. Program. Shoot program, nigga. You know what you said, Eli Manning. lockdown. Archie Manning. <laughs> Roger Goodell ain't got shit on me. My name's Archie, and I got four rings. Archie got four rings. Never won a Super Bowl. Got four rings of his own. Disgusting. <laughs> I want, I want New York rings, and I want motherfucking Indianapolis ring, and I want a Denver ring. That's what he said. Disgusting, bro. But, I mean, <laughs> this, this is where we at with it. I, I think Phillip Rivers caught a bad rap. I really, really, I silently rooted for him. But Ooh. when he fucked up, when he fucked up, like, Phillip Rivers, because he don't cuss on the field, right? And I watched him battle with Jay Cutler when Jay Cutler was in Denver. Philip Rivers ain't shit, but the but Jay Cutler with manners and a little bit more discipline. Mm. 
If Jay Cutler had leadership skills, he would be Phillip Rivers. Still not a winner. Yeah. Still a nigga that you can't depend on, but he let that whole rip. And he had this terribly awkward throwing motion. He like shot put the ball when he threw it. <laughs> like watch just watch Phillip Rivers in slow motion. That he like shot put the ball. And he say, like, yeah, when I was a little kid, the ball was so heavy, I couldn't throw it. So this is how I threw it. I'm like, yo, my nigga, you're 30. You got eight kids. Yeah. Learn how to throw the ball the right way. Yeah. (laughs) But that's that's what I'm saying. When you don't go to the Super Bowl, you don't go deep in the playoffs, what you doing? You at home, rolling around in the pussy. (laughs) 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 He idle. He too idle. You're supposed to be out there focusing. Mamba mentality. Shout out, to, shout out to Philip Rivers and the, and the yeah, gang. Yeah, and the gang. <laughs> gang, gang. Mad little rivers around this bitch. There's so many rivers, it's an ocean, bitch. <laughs> Mississippi, Euphrates, Tigris. <laughs> yeah, don't name your kids after church stuff, either. <laughs> so I got it. <laughs> yeah, he, he had one of these Jews named Josiah. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't name your kids after the Bible no more. That's whack. That's play it out. Chill, chill. I'm after I, I got a name. My name is from the Bible, man. Are you always what is you? What is up? What with Bible, you bro? That? What Bible? <laughs> the Holy Bible, the, Quran? the, King, the King James Version. <laughs> hey. I... <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> But I don't think your name in the Bible, bro. Don't come for me, bro. Look for it. Mark 5, verse 22. You don't even know, you don't even know the page? Mark 5, verse 22. Verse 22 to 20, through uh, 24. So that's page like 36 or something? What page is it's that? It's not the page. Just go to the book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 22 through 24. And your name is all up and through there. It's all up and through there. My name is Jairus. Jairus is in the Bible. So. Crack your dusty Bible open. (laughs) With the disintegrating silk bookmarker. And the. (laughs) I'm mad you you described my Bible. (laughs) Blow the dirt off it. Wipe it down. I got two facts. I got two facts for y'all, maybe three. Uh, The world is yours. Fact number one, the Bible is the most stolen book in book history. In the history of all books, the Bible is the most stolen book. I saw that on TikTok. It's got to be true. Number two, I've known Jay since 2000. My nigga was getting ready for the Olympics when I met him. <laughs> I thought yeah. he was a I thought he was a cold ass nigga because he was wearing the the unitard joint. He looked like one of the Steiner brothers. He was wearing the unitard <laughs> and it was purple. And I was just like, yo, this nigga's making a fashion statement. They was like, no, he's he's on the track team. I was like, oh, that shit mad gay. Uh, but I know <laughs> this nigga since like two thousand. I've heard him announce himself, uh, 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 approach people and say, hey, this is my name. I've never once heard him say, Jairus, like in the Bible. 
Cause not, look, not many people know the Bible like that. I had to tell you where it was at. In the words of Sean Corey Carter, we don't believe you. We need more people. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna make the Bible the cover art for today's pod too. We go check it out. Page thirty-eight. Page thirty-eight through page forty-three of the Bible. Jairus, like Paris, but with the That's how you used to say it. That's how you used to say it, yeah. Hey, my name's Jairus, like Paris with a J, and they still say, okay, Ferris. Okay, Jarvis. <laughs> okay, Christopher. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your name's Chris, right? <laughs> no, it's not. There's no heard, way in hell. They just heard the S, bro. So, yeah. I got, a, I got a hypothetical. We're going to get off the Bible. We're going to get off Jairus' name. I still don't want y'all naming y'all kids after Bible. No more messiahs. No more messiahs. No more estopocles. Bro, you reached. You ain't even, you ain't even spell. So, you it's the what? same. All right. That's where my mom got it from. All right. Your mom remixed it. <laughs> I want y'all to know. <laughs> Joe pulled up the Bible. He pulled up the Bible app, right? He pulled, he pulled up the Bible app, and he was quiet because he was over there. <laughs> I knew right where it was. He was swiping through the Bible like it was Tinder. He's swiping through the Bible like it's Tinder, and then he pulled this up, this name, and he biggie-sided it, and he put it up to the screen, he's just like, and he held it out like a kid when they come home with a good report card. He held it out. Got some good grades. We going to McDonald's. So he put this shit up to the screen, and this shit said J-A-I. R U S and the S had the little funny little thing above it. The little it ain't had a funny. So that lets me know that little S sounds like a S E or S A, like a sign. Nah, nah, that's a comma. It was. It got to be. It's upside down. Jeruso. So somebody in the Bible's name is Jeruso, and you said this is what inspired my mom. All so, the people listen to it. <laughs> so my, my man, my man, Mama remixed his name like Diddy on the track. <laughs> she remixed his Bible name like Diddy on the track, and and then she told him because he had a hard time in school. Mama hate my name. The kids are always getting my name wrong, and she said it's okay, baby. It's in the Bible. They just don't know. They heathens, baby. And, and he carried that. He carried that for his whole life, and now on the World Is Yours podcast, a podcast for you and for you and for me. He carried, he brought this nonsense here. This nonsense. You talk, Fury, about, you talk about not naming your kids after people in the Bible. I'm talking about naming. Right. What's wrong with I'm, that? Those I'm are tired, powerful names. I'm tired of Ezekiel's. I'm tired of Messiah's. I'm tired of. I'm tired of uh, Job. It's mad Job's out here. 
Is Job's out there? Mad Job's out here, bro. Eves. Mad Eves. Mad Adams. I'm also tired of y'all with y'all um with y'all asexual name kids too. What's you that? Uh, the asexual name where you can't tell if it's a boy or a girl. Madison. Madison is a girl's name. What you mean? You would Madison? think so. It's mad dude's name, Madison. I promise yeah. you that. They last name better be Madison. Nah, first name. Let me chill for I get in trouble because they cancel motherfuckers for stuff like that. Hey, they sick. Somebody came out with a with an article that said, "Name your kids this. Nobody will be able to tell their sex or their race." So it's a bunch, of, a bunch of black kids. It's a bunch of black girls in the hood named Kennedy. I think that's a cute name for a little girl. Yeah, right. Till you go to class and there's 17 Kennedys in their hole and 12 Madisons. It's the new Ashley. When we, was grow- when we was growing up, it was Ashley. It was Ashley and fucking Leslie. Stephanie. Mad Stephanie's. I, I can't count on how many hands. How many Johns I'm in? Oh, so many Johns. You know what I never <laughs> met? I never met a motherfucker named Max. Never met a motherfucker named Max. Always wanted to change my name to Max with two X's just because I thought X was a cool letter in the alphabet. Never met a motherfucker named Max. That wasn't on a video game. <laughs> a Felix. You ever met a Felix? I never Felix. met a Felix. Right. Felix the Cat. Felix yeah. Trinidad. Felix yeah, Trinidad. That's it. He that's was a star. It. I met hey. a Marlin. A who? A Marlin. Marlin? Mm-hmm. Marlin. Like Marlon Wayne. Like I know two Marlins. Yeah. Man, Marlon Brando, bro. Like that ain't that ain't that ain't exotic. That's not a common name. It's not very common to hear Marlin. Go somewhere outside the Bible to get your names. <laughs> <laughs> And don't go to the liquor store to get your names either. A lot of little Hennessy's running around, little Alizé's, Bacardi. Bacardi, yeah. Yeah, because of Cardi B. I think she did that. I don't even think they went to the liquor store. A couple years, going to be a lot of Megs. Mad Megs. Hot girl shit. Meg. <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what we mean. Meg. <laughs> So I got a hypothetical. I got a hypothetical. Football hypothetical. Start bench cut. Chris Johnson from the Tennessee Titans. Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers. Ricky Williams. Lastly, with the Baltimore Ravens, but I think uh, most famous with the Dolphins or the Saints. All these running backs in their prime. Who you starting? Who you benching? And who the fuck is you cutting? I'm starting uh, Chris Johnson, definitely. And benching Ricky. I got a, love, a lot of love for Ricky Williams for what he did at the Saints and the Dolphins. And I respect that he a smoker. And, of course, I'm cutting McCaffrey. Uh, I don't think he's willing to live up to what his dad was at all. Uh, honestly. Hold on. Hold on Is a this the same guy? So, same guy? So you you telling me you gonna bench Ricky because you respect the fact that he's a smoker. You the yeah. coach. You the coach, bro. Yeah. You the coach. He gonna come in 
because I know he's powerful, but Chris Johnson going to run the show. And, and you're going to cut Christian McCaffrey because he can't live in his daddy's shadow. He injury prone. <coughs> yeah, he's a white man. He's a white man that runs away from people that, that run as fast as he runs, and they hit hard. And he little. He's undersized. He's literally undersized. They're like, yo, he, he, they tried to get him to play wide receiver. Why is he at running back? He can't deliver powerful blows. He doesn't have to. He can't hit his ass. And you fucking... He can't hit his ass. And he's elusive. He's, he's definitely very elusive. He, he's got agility, but he's getting hit by these bigger players, and they're taking him out. And so he's bound to get broke up at some point. So you cutting him. He done. He dead for you. It's dope. Yeah, for me. Bro. Send you somewhere you'll probably be more productive. Just like I don't like black quarterbacks. I also don't care for white running backs. But I know where my bread gets buttered. I know where my toast gets buttered. I'm starting Ricky Williams. Hmm. I'm benching Christian McCaffrey. And unfortunately, I got to cut CJ2K. And that shit hurts my heart because... CJ 2K. 2,000-yard season. 2,000-yard season. Fastest man I ever seen play football. The fastest man I ever seen play football. And it wasn't like he was a slouch. Like, he could take a little hit. He could deliver a little hit. But people wasn't hitting him because they couldn't catch up to his ass. And he got a raw deal. He got a raw-ass deal. I think the season that he ran for 2,000 yards, he didn't even make a million dollars. Like he got a raw ass deal because he had he had he was a fucking later draft pick and he overplayed his contract. But I say that to say this. If I'm running the organization, I need a motherfucker that can go out here and catch a ball too. And CJ didn't excel in that area. Mm. He might have caught some shit in the flats every now and then, but he didn't really excel in that area. He also could not pick up the blitz coverage. And it was okay to not pick up the blitz coverage when fucking Vince Young is your quarterback and he's elusive. It's okay to not have that skill. Totally okay. It's okay to not have that skill when Lindell White is also lined up in the backfield with you because Lindell White will pick up the blitz on the blind side and whatever you don't pick up, fuck it, I just got one less second to get this bitch out of here. And since you didn't pick up the block, maybe I can get it to you. But he usually fumbled the ball or didn't catch the ball because he had terrible catching skills. What the Miami Dolphins did with Ricky Williams, they ran his ass dry. He had the most the most yards for any player during his tenure with the Dolphins. No other running back ran, had as many attempts as he did while he was with the Dolphins. And he was there with another good court, another good running back, Ronnie yeah. Brown. And he was still 30 
to 35 times a game. We're running it with Ricky. What was crazy about Ricky Williams' runs with the Dolphins was Ronnie Brown would wear people down. So when he would be the third down back, Ricky Williams could take off, you know what I'm saying, on a on a on a defense that's already been tired down. And he would go for 30 and 40. The, and the last Dolphins would surprise a lot of people. The last, the last, the last couple at towards the end of the season, they flipped <laughs> it and Ricky would be the third down back or the special playback if it's mm-hmm. long and distance back or if it's th- third and one and we need a motherfucker to jump over the top then hey Ricky go on out there and kill yourself my nigga uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he's my start because that's my thunder right yeah. Christian McCaffrey unfortunately my white running back that's my lightning because I need to give up two different flavors with my backs it's gotta be a little bit of this and a little bit of that I need a lot of power Go out there, break these niggas off, and then on third down, if it's third and eight, I need to be able to say, look, if I hit the white boy with the screen pass, he can make a motherfucker miss. He can fall forward, give me my eight yards. Lord willing. But it just hurts me to cut fucking CJ2K. Because let me tell you, it's like five, maybe ten hours worth of YouTube videos of CJ2K and his highlight reel. The motherfucker could run, bro. He could run. It was fucking crazy. He never looked like he got tired. He never decelerated the entire run. The boy didn't stop running until he got in the end zone. He'd just be out here fucking running. And when I remember his issues while he played and how he didn't even make a mill the year he got the, the 2,000 yards, I said, God damn. That man, that man needed a better agent. He needed to restructure the deal. I mean, he eventually did restructure the deal and got some more bread up front, but he never got that second contract. Yeah, he got well. He got a second contract with the Cardinals, but he never he never made no noise out there. Yeah, he didn't excel as much with the Cardinals as he did with the Titans. The Titans always seem to get great running backs like that. Uh, the Eddie Georges. Eddie George wasn't even that powerful, but now they got Derrick Henry, uh, and that's that's another running back that's completely explosive and powerful, just as Chris Johnson is. And I feel like that's that's why I would pick him up, yeah, start him actually, because he's so powerful and he's so fast. I would use him at his strong points, work on him with his you know with his hands and everything, and. You know, that's it. When you when you dig in deep with a person, I guess you can say, and, and try to coach them and try to work with them and find out the things that, that make them excel, you get better production out of them. I mean, that's just, I say that's just coaching. Sit down with your players and get that right. That's yeah, but be handled. Chris Johnson was, uh, <clears throat> he was, he was from Florida. <laughs> he was from Florida. And I'm not sure how he made it to college or even made it through college. Florida boys be something else, man. But I am 100% confident he could not read. I'm yeah, 100% that's why he got confident. A bad contract. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I signed on the squiggly line? No. The nigga, that, that was your signature. The squiggly line. Oh. Stop. I, I like yellow. <laughs> Orange. 
Get over here, Square. <laughs> so I'll drive the, I'll drive the Square. <laughs> so right now, uh, Marvel just wrapped up a couple of weeks ago. Marvel wrapped up their their uh, critically acclaimed What If series, and uh-huh. as soon as we got back to Podden, I was like, "Oh shit, I got some plans. I want to talk about some What Ifs with sports." And then I started slowly hearing other people on podcasts talking about what if situations in life and some in sports. And that pissed me off. <laughs> like, what if what if you niggas stop stealing out off my note off the notes app in my phone? Like what if that happened? Like I think Apple is sending all my good ideas that I keep in the notes app to these other potters. Or maybe just everybody sounds maybe everybody just got a good brain like me. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, they say uh, great minds think alike. I wonder who you was thinking like that day. Fucking me. I was thinking like me. So, my what if situation. What if... What if Larry Brown wasn't an asshole? Larry Brown, the former coach of the Detroit Pistons, doesn't like rookies. You don't like Allen Iverson. No, he loves Allen Iverson. He loves Allen Iverson. They got a love-hate relationship. (laughs) But what if Larry Brown didn't hate rookies? If Larry Brown didn't hate rookies, during the draft, instead of drafting Darko Milicic, he had an opportunity to draft Chris Bosh. Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony. LeBron went first. He went first. He went to Cleveland. Cleveland. He went first. Hey, player, you you lost that one. But knowing that these niggas right down the street in Cleveland picked up a motherfucker like LeBron, I know (laughs) I need to get some generational talent on my team too. But if Larry Brown doesn't like rookies, he don't play rookies. So why get somebody as talented as Melo? Just won the chip with Syracuse, with Jim Beheim. Just won the chip. Won it easy, too. Excellent shooter. When he went head-to-head with LeBron and Oak Hill, guess who won? Melo. When he fucking played Dwayne Wade and Dwayne Wade was in Marquette, guess who won? Melo. You know who I, you know how I feel. When that little that. skinny dinosaur looking motherfucker was in Texas playing high school ball, I think his name was uh Christian Bosch, Christopher Bosch. Hello. Yeah, when that motherfucker was in Texas playing high school basketball, guess who mopped his weak ass <laughs> up? Cause he ain't have a post game. Cause the little bitch only weighed one sixty, and Melo was two hundred strong. Mello. I told you Mello a dog. Mello, Mello was a great player. Rest in peace to the great player that Mello was. Mello is a great player. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony is a great, awesome player. Thank you. So in this What If <laughs> series, Larry Brown doesn't hate rookies. Larry Brown drafts Carmelo Anthony. I love it. 
That means Darko Milicic goes whoever, wherever the fuck else he goes on Earth. Who knows? He, he might not even effect begins. He might not even get drafted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's gonna end up doing hair on in an alley. <laughs> Man, that white boy looked like a mechanic. I said, <laughs> I said who gave that fucking mechanic a suit to put on? He looked like, he looked like the lifeguard or some shit. This nigga needs to be on Baywatch. So His name something. should be Bobby Caldwell if he a mechanic. Right. <laughs> Chip. He's got Chip on his little name, Chip. So, Detroit played excellent basketball. They won the chip that year yeah. without any help from Darko Milicic whatsoever. I think he averaged 0.4 minutes a game, but their lineup was Chauncey Billups, mm. Rip Hamilton, mm. Kayshawn Prince, Doggett, Roscoe, Rashid Wallace and Ben Wallace. Mm. Bigger dog, bigger monster. Monster, monster, monster. The Monster Squad. If I had to make a top 50 defensive players, mm. those five. Niggas is in it. <laughs> look, man, they might be the top 25, bro. <laughs> they might be. I don't know too many players. Look, you can't get a lick of offense out of Ben Wallace. He might have averaged six points his whole life. He might have averaged six points his whole life, but he also averaged like 18 rebounds. Snatching them rebounds and getting them blocks. And he was 6'5". Yes, he was a real center. He was. He gave a new definition to center. 6'5", musty, ashy, and dirty and, throw. and aggressive. <laughs> and aggressive. Yes. Like, I, you, you know you look at people and you can tell they musty. I 100% know Ben Wallace was musty at tip-off. <laughs> he was musty during warm-ups. He was warmed up. He was warmed up during warm-ups. Uh, but Ben Wallace... Came in the arena musty. Defense. <laughs> Look, I hate, don't know car rides with Ben. So, this lineup, you remove Tayshawn out the starting lineup. You put Melo in there. They still win the chip, Melo's rookie year. Now the pressure has been applied because LeBron's supposed to be the chosen one. LeBron won rookie of the year, even though Melo had the better stats and Melo was the better player, LeBron was playing for a worse team doing the same. Like, it was really, LeBron's rookie season, it was really LeBron and Zadrunas Ogaskas out here, bro. And Darius Miles and and Ricky uh Ricky Davis. Melo hit more game winners than LeBron uh their rookie year. Uh why you say he played for Well, because Melo <coughs> Melo hit more game winners because LeBron wasn't good at shooting. LeBron, LeBron didn't was, yeah, he was scared to pass he would always pass the ball. Yeah, he LeBron was... didn't get good at shooting until like that <coughs> second year of Miami. Mm-hmm. Like niggas dared him to shoot threes. The whole the first time he went to the finals against the Spurs, niggas was like, yo, shoot that three if you want, my nigga. <laughs> you won't come in the paint. Sure won't, not against them Spurs. You know, you know. Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> Timmy. Bowen. Big but Bruce it, Bowen. <laughs> but in this, in this what if. Melo changes the whole landscape of the NBA because he gets uh, the first ring. 
the next year, the Spurs is supposed to win it. Guess what? They don't. Why? Because fucking... Oh, wait, no. Excuse me. Pardon, pardon me. I'm wrong. The next year, the Heat win it. Mm-hmm. Fellow won in the second year. Shaq and Kobe broke up. Shaq goes to Miami. Guess what? Even Shaq and Wade can't stop the starting lineup of Chauncey, Rip, Melo, mm-hmm. Ben, and Roscoe. Even, too much. Even, even Shaq and Wade can't stop that because Melo nullifies whatever the fuck Wade brings to the table. He's bigger. He can jump in front of him. Yeah, he's got the power forward, small forward body type back then. He's got a shot. But he's got a J, and he's explosive. And he jumped out the gym back then. He wasn't like yeah. fucking jumping over Kias or nothing, but mm-hmm. he was power dunking. Melo is a dog and a bully. He will not let it, when he's in the paint, man, he owns people. Especially that the Melo that went that back then, headband cornrow Melo, still in the gang Melo. <laughs> I'm from Baltimore, Melo. Before, before he started telling people he was from New York when he was from Baltimore for real. Yeah. That Melo, yeah. Ball. But he they he shuts down what Wade brings to the table. I think Wade chasing around Rip also makes it to where he can't put on his best offensive performance. Right. I think Shaq is still a problem. I think Ben Wallace and Shaq. I think Ben Wallace gets a reality check trying to play defense on Shaq. But guess what? We play defense by committee. So you got Roscoe on him. You got Ben Wallace on him. Yeah. You got Mehmet Okor on them, big fucking foreign white boys sitting on the bench collecting dust. They picked him up from Utah. <laughs> now he's out here. So guess what? The Pistons repeat. Yeah. Two two years, back to back, the Pistons repeat. Not only did I keep Wade from winning a ring, Fucking kept Kobe from winning the ring. Kobe and Shaq. Then I kept Wade and Shaq from winning the ring. Next year, who's up? Who's up on deck? Spurs. In their ass, too. It doesn't become a problem until the fourth year. And this is the year the big three started. And that was KG, uh, Paul Pierce. And uh, Ray Allen? Jesus Shuttlesworth. Jesus Shuttlesworth, yeah. Maybe, maybe the Pistons can't win. But instead of these three forming so that they could have a chance so that the, well, excuse me, instead of Danny Ainge forming this team, maybe that team assembly looks a lot differently because yeah. of the competition in the East. Because the East was pretty open. I mean, the Pistons had went to the Eastern Conference Finals like every year for like four or five years straight without yeah. Melo. The the Pistons had been there, and it was just like, yo, you got to out-offense these niggas. Like they had but defensive, defensive team. team. Yeah, defense wins championships. Yeah. No, it's, go, yeah. It's, not, it's not sexy, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, you can't deny that. Anybody that that 
it's it's who gonna get the most stops that wins it. If I as long as I stop you more than you stop me, then we we there. But it's gonna need, come down to that final stop or that 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 one stop. You need that unstoppable piece though. That piece <clears throat> that no matter how good you play defense, you put your best man on him. You put Tony Allen on him, he still put thirty on his head. You put Bruce Bowen on him, twenty seven. I'm averaging twenty three. I'm I'm averaging twenty seven on Bruce Bowen, and he's supposed to be a defensive king. Like that's that cool shit. Mm-hmm. But this shit with Melo changes the landscape. Maybe they fucking go back and forth with the Pistons, but he could keep Kobe from winning another ring, a a, a Shaq free ring. Which impacts where you leave Kobe and it will impact where you leave Shaq. Because if they both never want to ring without each other, is Kobe really the second best player of all time? You couldn't do it without Shaq. If Shaq can't win a ring without Kobe, is he really the best center? Is he really the best big man? Because he stopped at three rings. Or is he a system guy? He's only good in the triangle. He's only good when Kobe's with him. A lot of questions. LeBron, does he go team up with Wade and Bosh in Miami if the Pistons is out here on a four or five year run? And it doesn't have to be that they won the chip five and six years straight. I'm not saying that they coming for that kind of run. But if they're the main competition, maybe a year or two doesn't happen because of injuries. They just got out coached. They changed their coach. They try and change the offense up or some shit. Niggas get cute. Free agency happens all the time. So you understand. But do the Heatles still team up as a result of not winning a chip? Because that's why Bosch left Bosch left Toronto for a lot of reasons. But number one reason was he never made it out the first round of the playoffs. Playoffs, yeah. He couldn't do it alone. Out of the Heatles, he was the least successful. And the Raptors kept giving him bullshit. Hey, you need you need a you need a playmaker? We got you. Hmm. You know who they got him? Andre Bargnani. <laughs> Seven foot two, Italian motherfucker, dead nice in Euro League, terrible in the pros. Hey, you need a you need somebody that's gonna help you with the with the power forward workload that's athletic. We got you, Charlie Villanueva. No, <laughs> I Fuck used to no. think he was so fucking great, yo. But then when I would like I would pick him on the game, especially. It's like, oh man, what the fuck was I thinking? I thought <laughs> nothing. He was never he never had no pieces. It was always him. Their their whole game was based around him, but he could take the ball off the dribble. He could back you down. He could shoot. Shoot. He needed a point guard. He needed a small forward. Who'd they give him? Danielle Marshall. Asking you shall receive, Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch <laughs> left. Chris Bosch left because they was fucking playing with that nigga's emotions. Yeah. 
and nobody wants to play in Toronto. Especially if you're not winning nothing. Especially because the fucking taxes is crazy. <laughs> fucking prime minister of Canada. Ain't even got a president. They got a prime minister. Um... Wade, Wade won a ring with Shaq, but if this happens, if this what-if situation, Wade never wins the ring. Does he even stay in Miami? His experience isn't as good. Free agency comes, man, I'm going to Chicago. That's that's my home. I'm going to Chicago. But if he was chasing a ring, he wouldn't have got a ring in Chicago. Uh, but it wasn't about chasing rings then. <clears throat> It was about playing for the best team that they could put out on the floor for you. And Miami wasn't really like they they traded everything to get Shaq. They traded who they trade for Shaq? Sean Marion. Rafer Alston. No, no, they no, they kept skip. Uh Shaq, Sean, Shaq wanted to be in Miami too. Karam Butler, Lamar Odom. That team with Rafer Alston, Dwayne Wade. Lamar Odom, Karan Butler, and Udonis Haslam, I think. That team went to the playoffs. Yeah. The year before they won the chip, that team went to the playoffs. His yeah. team was the only team out of his draft class of peers that went to the playoffs. The Nuggets didn't go. Yeah. The Cavaliers didn't go. It was Dwayne Wade out here, rookie season, with Karan Butler, Lamar Odom, Antoine Walker. Mm-hmm. Rafer Austin skipped the Malu and Udonis Haslam. And let me tell you, Udonis Haslam looks like a bell bondsman. He's a defensive dog, too. <clears throat> He's also 6'5. Yeah. He gets on the ball. He gets after the ball. And he steals the he would steal the ball too. He had quick hands for a big guy. He looks like he's great at stealing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Do you hate black centers too? <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna get the worst rap for how I think of black people in sports, but I don't care. But yeah, this what if this what if is amazing. I want y'all to sit down and just put the numbers together. Just think about all the future impacts because if a motherfucker can keep KG from getting this first ring. Kobe from getting a ring post Shaq. Oh, excuse me. Kobe is fifth ring. Yeah. And that shit would have happened, health pending, because Melo, his first five years in the league were fucking amazing. Yeah. They didn't put the greatest teams around him. Like, they put some NBA 2K teams with Melo. Hey, we're going to give you Allen Iverson, Mm. Kenyon. Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin. They were in the playoffs then. Never Ed, got it. Eduardo <laughs> Nahara. <laughs> Nene. <laughs> some real good shit. I'm old. I'm old, and I remember when Nene had a last name, bro. I remember when Nene had a last name before he dropped this fucking. R&B Soka album. He had a last name. Oh my this God. nigga is a Brazilian fucking superstar. For real. He's like the Brazilian usher. You fucking lying. I got a group in the day. <laughs> I'm this not lying. Not nigga. Be big tall. 
Baby, let me love you down. This nigga is sick. It but, is going out the world. Present, present day? That's Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I know. He, hey, yo. His J is... He got a shit with Trey Songs. Yo. <laughs> but Nene Hilario. His last name is Hilario. That nigga is the Brazilian usher, bro. Chill. No he lie. Been, he been that, nigga a, that nigga had a fucking a Brazilian version of Confessions, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Back when the Zika came out, when the Zika virus was out, he was out here. He was out here giving fire confessions. Zika, Zika, my confessions. Zika, my confessions. Yeah. <laughs> the world is yours, DJ World uh, Premier Joseph McFly. Yeah. Yeah, next week. Freddy pull up in some 84 shit. Roll this slow, I smoke in no dope, so call me the dopest. Crush these niggas' feelings and come right back in some motion. Different color diamonds, I'm about to stun on my old bitches. Slide out. Black Max and Cadillacs when we ride out. Bet these bitches gon' stay attached when I slide out. We relax and take them back to my hideout. Big stacks, give me the racks when I ride out. Black Max and Cadillacs when we ride out. Bet these bitches gon' stay attached when I slide out. We relax and take them back to my hideout. Big stacks, give me.